All right, here we go with the news for the 15th of December, 2020. Yes, 2020 is almost over, thank God. I know I, I for one, will be glad when it's over. And now we got vaccines on the way. It looks like over here in the U.S., I can't speak for anywhere else in the world, but here in the U.S., you know, we got UPS and we got FedEx making those deliveries. Now, my biggest hope is that, you know, once we get straightened out that the third world countries, the places that are poor, will be taken care of also. You know, we need uh, we need that done. We can't have, you know, anywhere in the world. And hopefully this stuff will be fine. It'll be a while before drivers get it, of course. We're going to, you know, it's going to be the healthcare workers. And, and that's right. It makes sense to me. So, I don't know. It's a crazy world. I'm leaving out tonight. Uh, once again, it's Monday. I'm recording this on Monday. This gets released on Tuesday. And I'll be doing the... Uh, Montgomery, Florida, San Antonio, Houston, New Mexico, Chicago run, which I did a lot faster last week. I, I wasn't used to that road. I find that when you you know when you're in a mountainous area, I've been driving for 25 years. You you get a mountainous area, or you've been in an area you've never been to before. You're reacting to the road. You're reacting to the situation, and that's what I was doing the first couple of weeks. I was reacting. I didn't know which lane to be in until I saw the signs. You know, things like that. Now that I've done the, the run a couple of times, I, I'm acting. I'm in the lane before I see the sign. I know exactly what I need to do and where I need to go. There's a few places that catch me off guard, but yeah, that's a big difference. Once you start acting, you're a lot safer because then you know exactly what you're doing and you're not second-guessing. You know, you're not having to shoot over two lanes of traffic because there was no road sign telling you that this off-ramp was right where it was supposed to be or something like that. You know, or you're not surprised by a tunnel or a bridge. You know, you know exactly what's going on or you know where the rest areas are. That's kind of a big one. Uh, the first couple of weeks, it's like, where's the rest area? I have no idea. I got to look it up on a GPS. But when I go out west, you know, 70, 80, 40, I know exactly where all the places are to stop, things like that. So right now I'm still, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm, I'm between acting and I'm between um, the reacting. Or I'll give you a good example. Let's say you're going across 70 and you're going from Denver over to Utah. Well, there's a lot of hills over there, you know, a lot of hills, and it's really dark there. So when you're going up and down the hill, you're reacting to the mountain. You know, the mountain's... You know, you're you're reacting to it. You're at, but once you start going over it a couple of times, then you start acting. Then you start grabbing a gear just as you need it, not after you need it. It makes a big difference. Anyway, that's my rant for today. All right, let's get on with the show. All right, here we go. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list Sharing stories of the road Right here on his station You are listening to the Kingfish Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network mm. Expand your mind 
on the open road with Kingfish well, right just, here. Just when you think things couldn't get any stranger over in the UK. <laughs> I just can't believe this one. Gangs target moving trucks fast and furious style to steal popular PlayStation 5 consoles. This is an article off CDL Life. Yeah, check out CDL Life. These guys do a great job. So anyway, cargo thieves in the United Kingdom are taking part in a rolling heist right out of action move, you know, right out of the fast and furious. Apparently they're going after the PS5s. Uh, I don't even know anybody that really cares about that, but apparently that's a big thing. So they're calling this style of thievery the rollover, and it's happened like 27 times. So here's what happens. And it's just insane. The rollover involves using cars in the front, behind, and the lane next to the moving truck to prevent it from speeding up or merging to escape. A thief in the rear car emerges from the sunroof with a rope around his waist for safety. Then uses a cutting tool to break into the truck's trailer. From there, the thief can toss boxes from the trailer back through the sunroof and make his escape. So the guy in the back car is sitting there on a hood with a rope tied around him, and he's throwing boxes out of the out of the trailer through the sunroof. Wow, that's insane. You know, it seems to me all you'd have to really do is just slam on the brakes really hard, and you take care of that guy back there, no problem. That's all it would take. That's all it would take. Just slam on the brakes. You know, and then, you know, a quick swerve to the left. So basically, these guys are, and I guess they're going for iPhones too, but the, I, here's what it comes down to. As a driver, they are taking advantage of the fact that you are not willing to kill them. And, but they're willing to kill you because these guys are armed. So if you slam on the brakes, you take out the guy in the back. You swerve to the left, you take out the guy to the left. And the guy to the front, what's he going to do? You know, you're in the truck. You're going you're gonna to hit him? He doesn't want to stay around. He doesn't want to stay around for the cops to come. So they're going to want to get the hell out of there. You you slam on the brakes. You take out the guy behind you. Call the cops. They're going to come get him. And then they'll probably get the other two. But in the moment, I imagine it's pretty stressful when these things happen. I just, it's never happened to me. I don't know how I'm going to react to it, if it ever did. But all I'm saying, you slam on the brakes, you take out the guy behind you. You know, you might kill somebody, but that's his problem. He did it to himself. You swerve to the left, that's more questionable on your part. You can get in trouble for that one. But you slam on the brakes, you take out the guy behind you, and, you know, that vehicle becomes, you know, inoperable. Then the cops come. They're going to get him. Then they're going to get the rest of the gang. I don't know. It's up to you. Think about what you got to do and know what you're going to do before something like this happens. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary stuff. Uh, I don't get it. The FBI, apparently this is happening also in the Washington, D.C. area, and the FBI is uh, offering up to a $10,000 reward to identify uh, those responsible for five armed commercial shipping robberies this month. And apparently they're targeting UPS and FedEx trucks. So I don't know. Go figure. You know, it's people are hurting. They're going to do crazy things. All right, let's get moving on. All right, this is unbelievably sad. A baby and two adults killed in a wrong way crash. This is CDL life also. Apparently, three people lost their lives in a head-on crash with a semi-truck near in Iowa over the weekend. The crash occurred 
shortly before 1 a.m. on Saturday, December 5th, near Altoona, Iowa. I, was, I guess it was over a week ago. Apparently, the this guy was driving a Volkswagen Golf, and he got on I-80 going west in the eastbound lanes. The car collided head-on with an eastbound semi-truck. All three people traveling in the Golf, 28-year-old Gustavo Salcido, 24-year-old passenger, Diana Sanchez, Tello, and an unnamed infant were killed in the crash. I'm looking at the photo. They look like a nice family. Good-looking kid. Oh, Jesus. So sad. The 59-year-old uh, semi-truck driver was not seriously hurt. Driver, the troopers have no idea what happened. It was 1 a.m. He was probably tired. I've seen wrong-way drivers. Like I said, I've been driving 25 years. I've seen wrong-way drivers go down the interstate five times in my career. I've never seen an accident because of it, because the cops either got it or they were out of sight. I don't know what happened, but they went by me. They were all coming towards me. And it's scary. you know. And I don't understand how that happens. And they're usually hauling ass. I assume it's usually 3, 4 in the morning. I assume they're usually drunk. I don't know. Just, it happens too much in America. Google uh, wrong way on the interstate and watch how many pop up. Then filter it down to this month or this week. And you'll see a ton of stories about it. People, just be careful when you get on the interstate. You know, if if it doesn't... You know, if you don't see road signage on the sign and it's shiny, it's a good indication that you're you're not, you know, you're getting on the on-ramp or the off-ramp. Just be careful out there. You know, we don't need to lose any more people this year. This year's been too insane as it is. Let's get moving on. All right, here's something to be seriously concerned about and something that a lot of people don't think about. Okay, over in Indiana... Over, uh, you know, on the uh, Indiana Tell Road over the weekend, the crash occurred. This crash occurred at 7 p.m. on Saturday, December 5th. All right, now here's what, here's what happened. A guy driving a milk truck pulled over. You know, he got on the soft shoulder. He grabbed him, sucked him in, flipped him over. If you're going down the road and you pull over, let's say you stop and, you know, this is a soft shoulder, be careful. You know, it, it could... Especially, you know, this guy had a milk truck, and what'll happen is the weight'll shift to that side of the truck, and then it'll start to start to dip and dip and dip, and then every time it dips a little more, that side of the truck gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So, if you have like, especially, you know, fluids, you want to be really careful about that. Or if you stop, you know, if you stop on a shoulder, it's a soft shoulder. Unfortunately, it doesn't say if he was moving when the time, when he hit the soft shoulder, but. This man, you know, he was in a tanker truck hauling milk. He hit the shaft shoulder. It caved. The truck flipped over, and he's passed away now. So that's something to think about, okay? Just be careful of soft shoulders. And you're not going to know until it's too late. So just, you know, just be careful. That's all I'm saying. You know, this guy's not going to make it to Christmas because it the soft shoulder gave out on him. All right, don't count on those shoulders to hold you up, all right? I've personally seen this myself. A flatbed hit the shoulder, parked. He was going to look at his map. I got off the shoulder. You know, the exit, this was on an off-ramp because I wanted to use um, the restroom and truck stop. This this guy was overturned. My co-driver at the time, Steve, was like, oh, look at that. It was bad last night. And I said, no, that just happened, dude. The wheels are still turning. His drive tires were spinning real slow. So he had just hit it. We jumped out of the truck. I ran back there. 
I used a fire extinguisher to bust out the front windshield. Then I used my gloves and I pulled the windshield away from the thing while the guy kicked from the inside. Luckily for him, he wasn't hurt. So it it does happen, and I have actually seen it happen. So, all right, be careful out there, drivers. You know, it's the holidays. Please make it home. All right, this is a really bizarre story. Nobody knows why this happened just yet. But truckers were kidnapped, tortured, and killed in Florida. All right. Miami police say three truck drivers were kidnapped, bound, brutally tortured, then shot in the head execution style. Yeah, you heard that right. Their bodies were dumped on a South Florida street. One of the victims survived. How do you survive to getting shot in the head? According to the Miami Herald, an incident occurred uh, Saturday in Opa-Laka, Florida, near Miami. I hope I'm saying that right. The survivor, whose name is not being released, told police that men kidnapped them, tied their hands behind their backs, put them in the back of a moving-type truck, and tortured them for hours before shooting them in the head and dumping their bodies. The survivor was able to flag down a passing passerby who called police. The critically injured victims were taken to an area, or sorry, victim was taken to an area hospital. The deceased victims had been identified as Osmar Olivia, 50, and Johan Gonzalez, Quesada, 26, 26 years old. Oh my God, that's so young. Olivia reportedly owned Olivia Delivery Corporation, Obalaka. According to the FMCSA, Olivia Delivery Corporation operates 20 power units and employs 20 drivers. No additional information is released. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I just don't get it. Uh, the Miami-Dade police put out this inf- this uh, request. Seeking information on the 12-5, the pictured victims were discovered deceased in the yard of 1801 Rutland Street. Anyone with information is urged to contact Crime Stoppers 305 at phone number 305-471-8477. That's 305-471-8477. If you know anything about it, I'm looking at the picture of these two guys, uh, you know, one's 50 years old, he's my age, and the other guy's 26. The 26-year-old looks like a baby. I don't understand how anybody could do that to somebody else. So if you know anything about it, give those guys a call, and, you know, I'm hopefully it's, I don't know, it's just sad. All right, let's get moving on. All right, here on a lighter note, a Canadian pastor and strongman, yeah, you heard me, a Canadian pastor and strong men. What a competition, huh? I imagine, you know, this guy's pretty, uh, you know, you go to your Canadian pastor and you go for advice, you're going to want to listen to him because uh, he's got a little power behind him. Anyway, this one's kind of cool. It's nice to read something nice. Uh, he was recently recognized by the Guinness World Records for pulling the world's heaviest sleigh. Yeah, you heard me, the heaviest sleigh. So what it was is he pulled a flatbed, okay? <laughs> he pulled a flatbed. He They tied a rope to him. He's leaning forward, and then he's tied off. He's pulling on another rope, and that's what he's using to get forward, okay? The total weight of the fast, uh, his name is Fast, Kevin Fast. The total weight that Fast pulled was listed as 36,376.27 pounds. Fast holds 32 other records for uh, various feats of strength, including heaviest aircraft pulled by a male and heaviest house pulled by a male. Who pulls a house? It, it, unbelievable you know i was i just watched a video on it. it's just amazing uh just look at guinness world record for pulling thirty six thousand k flatbed truck uh, or strongman truck pull and you'll find it in youtube but anyway it's quite fascinating it's uh you know it's that's eh, kind of interesting it's kind of goofy but still it's interesting it's better than all these other stories we've been reading about all right let's get moving on 
Now back to the sad stuff. Earlier this week, over in Hawaii, Honolulu, 64-year-old man died after he uh, was as he was unloading a truck. One of the large crates inside the truck fell over and hit him and pinned him against the wall, and he got stuck. If you're a dock worker and you're unloading or loading, you know, remember this, you know, nothing in there is worth your life. If it looks questionable, just get some help, you know, get some help. Don't get uh, crushed by these things, all right? And this happens all the time. This is not an isolated incident. People get hurt doing what we do from loading to driving, so just be careful out there. You know, it's the holidays. Let's try to make it to the end of this year, okay? That's what we need to do. We need to make it to the end of this year. All right, let's get moving on. Well, yet more bizarre stories. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Um, on November 30th, 45-year-old Arizona resident Ricardo Andrade, Andrade? A-N-D-R-A-D-E, was sentenced to 8.75 years in prison, according to Nogales International. So what this guy did was he woke up a sleeping driver at a truck stop. doesn't say which truck stop. So he woke up a sleeping driver. They got into an altercation. Well, first he started shaking the truck, woke the guy up. They got into it, and then you know he threatened the trucker. So the, th- the truck driver, he fled in his underwear, which is awkward, I would imagine. And then this Andretti guy uh, was able to enter the truck and steal the big rig yeah, while the truck driver fled wearing only his underwear. Uh, that must have been awkward in the truck stop, huh? The truck driver tracked down a security guard who called the police. With help, the police tracked the guy down to a pilot location in Rio Rico. And then an off-duty police officer became involved in a physical altercation with Andretti at the truck stop. And, he, the guy, and then and this guy, who the thief, he was tased and arrested. And apparently he uh, was on drugs. It just says he was on some kind of hallucinogenic drug. So he's going to go down for a little while. It's like he's only getting that amount of time. You know, that's just so bizarre. Why would you do that? And this poor driver running through the truck stop trying to, you know, in his underwear trying to get help. You just imagine, you know, how weird that must have looked. Ugh. Uh, drivers, like I said, let's just make it to the end of the year. Don't do anything crazy. All right, drivers, if you see a school bus stopped and he's flashing or not flashing, you know, come to a stop so here's what happened in mississippi police in mississippi have arrested and charged a truck driver following a pedestrian strike that left one child dead and another injured the incident occurred in the afternoon of december 9th on highway 8 in vardamore mississippi according to vardamore vitamin vardamin v-a-r-d-a-m-a-n oh, i gotta work on these pronunciations police chief kenneth scott two children uh, were getting off the school bus, were struck by a truck hauling a load of lumber driven by James Thomas Murphy, 70. Police say that the children were hit when Murphy swerved to avoid a truck that was previously stopped for the school bus. So there was somebody stopped already, and so he went around the guy that was stopped, and then he hit the kids. All right, it's under investigation. Really what it comes down to is this man, he's in his 70s. He's probably going to, you know, he's tortured by this event. And it's just, you see a school bus, take extra care, you know. These kids aren't paying attention sometimes. Just take extra care, okay? Uh, there's one kid that ain't going to make it to Christmas. All right? Just keep that in mind. That's what you need to think about. You know, how what we do affects others. You know, don't don't think about it afterwards. Because that's something you may not be able to live with. All right, let's get moving on. All right. Here's something that's near and dear, something I feel very strongly about. 
Uh, over a couple of weeks ago, box truck driver could face assault charges for failing to clear snow and injuring motorist. Totally destroyed this guy's car. I know the feeling. Shattered his front windshield, broke the blades, put dents in the door, dents in the side. But anyway, this happened to me. A uh, truck in front of me didn't clear ice. I was in my car. I was on my way to work. The ice flew off the top of my car, or his car, or off the, his trailer, I should say. And like a leaf in the wind, went straight in the air and then headed straight for me. And uh, I lost my, four, my uh, two front teeth because of it. So all I'm saying is that this driver is going to face charges for this if he gets caught. So my suggestion to you is clean off the ice and snow off your trucks. All right. I know it's not easy. It's not, you know, it's something. What they should do is they should make it mandatory that every truck stop have a, a bar that you could drive underneath so you can clear the snow off your truck. That would make things a lot easier for the drivers. But these things are missiles is what they are. And climbing up on top of the trailers is not is dangerous. And it's something that, to be avoided. But yet, if you go down a road and you got all this stuff five, six feet on top of your truck, it ain't going to happen. Now, I was over in Omaha. And then, uh, you know, they said, oh, your load's ready. I went out there and there was like six feet of ice and snow on top of this trailer. I said, I'm not taking it. They said, well, you got to take it. I said, no, I'm not going to take it. They said, well, you don't have a choice. I said, yeah, I have a choice. Call me a bus. I'm not taking that shit. I said, I said, see this smile? And he goes, yeah, oh, I don't get it. I said, see those four bottom front teeth? I said, I lost them because some guy didn't clean the snow off the top of his trailer. I said, yeah, I had four front teeth there. Now they're fake. I said, you know, because I slammed my head against the wheel. I said, here's the deal. After losing my own four front teeth, do you think I'm going to do that to somebody else? I don't think so. I'm not taking it. They backed off and they cleaned the snow off the top. They didn't have a bar you could drive underneath. That being said, during the winter, if you see anybody with snow or ice on top of their rig in front of you, back off because that stuff's going to fly. Or if it's high enough and they hit an overpass, that shit's going to explode. It's going to be all over the place. You don't want to be part of that. Just be careful, all right? Just be careful. I feel very strongly about that. I feel strongly about that as I do getting over for tow trucks, things like that, all right? It's just really common sense stuff, and it causes accidents that really don't need to be happening. So, I don't know. They catch this guy. He's going to go maybe some assault. Who knows? All right, let's get moving on. I know I've been rambling on this one, but I keep thinking about my four front teeth. I miss them. All right, more and more states are passing laws, or there's laws in the books that they're working on. Missouri bill is one of them that would protect drivers from people who strike, you know, highway protesters. Uh, it's happening too much. Yeah, there's more states that are doing this. I don't know what the... Yeah, I don't know what the outcome is. I, I understand people protesting, but go to the state, you know, go to the courthouse, go to the police station, go to a public park. Don't do this shit on the interstate, okay? It's not it's not safe, okay? Just don't do this shit on a, an interstate. No good will come of this, all right? And, you know, why ruin people's lives or your own, all right? Because there's going to be more laws passed that protect drivers. Unfortunately, people protest, and then the drivers get in trouble for it. It's just ridiculous. All right, let's get moving on. Oh, let's see here. 
Well, this is just ridiculous. You know, it, it's sometimes I just wish that, you know, there was more good news and bad news, especially during the holidays. But apparently a fight broke out between two drivers at a truck stop in Tennessee. Looks like it was a Loves. And according to the WRNCB uh, station, the incident occurred at, oh yeah, here it is, Loves in Charleston, Tennessee on Thursday. The Bradley County Sheriff's Office said the two drivers got into an altercation and began fighting. During the fight, one of the drivers began stabbing the other driver multiple times. They didn't say what the fight was about, but it was probably parking on a fuel island or something like that. You know, the 30-minute break, and, you know, something stupid. A Tennessee Highway Patrol trooper was at the Loves at the time of the altercation, uh, at the altercation and reported it to the Bradley County Sheriff's Office. The truck driver who was stabbed was taken to an area hospital. He has been treated for his injuries and is now recovering. So the victim's name has not been released. So, you know, if, you know, it's, it's probably a 30 minute break issue, but you know, don't be stabbing other drivers. Come on, man. It's a holiday. We can find better ways of dealing with these things. I'm just assuming that's what it was. Who knows what it really was. All right. I don't know. It's just so stupid. All right. Here's a bizarre one. Uh, 50 cows still missing after a cattle truck overturns. Apparently over there by the 25 and the 80 west of Lincoln Way. Uh, <laughs> this is so silly. Uh, police spokesperson Alex Farkas said that 100 cows in the trailer, 20 were killed in the wreck, and 50 are still unaccounted for. So 100 cows were in the wreck, 20 were killed right away. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they got 30 of them apparently, and uh, 50 are still unaccounted for. So 50 of them made a break for it. It's like, oh, it's wide open spaces. It's Wyoming. Let's get out of here. So somewhere in that area, there's 50 cows roaming around, or maybe there's a few barbecues that are full and, you know, just going away. I don't know. How do you lose 50 cows? That just seems insane. But then, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's Wyoming. There's a lot of open spaces. All right, let's get moving on. We're almost done. All right, this one seems counterproductive to me. I don't really understand it. Mexico truckers block U.S. border bridge to protest delays. So the, the basically, uh, the Mexican drivers were protesting having to return empty tractor trailers through the Columbia Solidarity Bridge. All right. So the drivers, they blocked the northbound access to the World Trade Bridge border crossing into Laredo, Texas, for several hours Friday. Okay. So basically, they were protesting. There's got to be more to it than this. So that they're protesting the delays at the bridge by blocking the bridge. Oh, excuse me. I had a hiccup there. I'm a little confused on that one, but that doesn't seem like that makes much sense. But I'm sure there's more to the story. And if, if anybody knows what that is, give me a call. 414-666-1926. I'd love to hear some firsthand response to this because I'm sure there's more to this than I understand. All right, let's get moving on. All right. It looks like that's all we got for this week. So really what it comes down to is I want to leave you with this. If you got ice and snow on top of your trailer, clean it off if you can. Otherwise you might hurt somebody. If you see somebody on the side of the road, get over a lane. Don't don't drive next to them. It's not worth it. Could cause a lot of problems. And it's the right thing to do. If you see a tow truck driver on the side of the road and he's working, get over. If he starts pulling or hooking on something and he slips and falls, you might run him over. It's not going to be good for you or him. Give the guy some respect. He's out there in the middle of the night working. He's working this time of year in icy conditions, and it's cold. And just get over it. It's not that big a deal. 
Just get over. It's easy to do. You see a cop, slow down, get over. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Give these guys some space. If you pull over on, on a shoulder, or you go on an off-ramp or on-ramp, make sure it isn't a soft shoulder. Especially if you got fluids, because it'll pull you over. There's a word for that. I forget what it's called. Uh, a guy I drove with, uh, Bill. He was my last co-driver at the last company. Where he was a great driver. He was a tanker driver. He told me all about that. I didn't even know about it. It's, uh, you know, the side that's sinking in will get heavier and heavier and then the truck will go more and more and more and then it'll just go right over something to think about you know just just be aware of your situation be aware of what's going on if it's icy slow down if it's snowing slow down remember you can see a lot more than the cars around you they can't see as much as you can nor are they as experienced about going down the road as you are something to be considered you know something to think about don't assume that they can see as much as you can. They may not be, you know, interstate drivers. Maybe they just go to work down the street. You know, you know more than they do. You have more experience. Don't assume that they have as what you have. It's not their fault. It's just the way it is. You know, it's the holidays. Let's make it to the end of the year. Let's make it to the end of the year. Hopefully 2020 will we'll put this behind us and then 2021 will be better. You know, we got the vaccine on its way out. Is that going to change things? I hope so. Uh, FedEx and UPS drivers are going to be doing that. Uh, a lot of it's probably going to be going by uh, airport, the Ford Airport in Detroit. They're loading up there, and then they're flying all around the world. They're flying out to all the big hubs and delivering from there to speed things up. They're using dry ice. Uh, I don't know about FedEx, but UPS, they put out a press release saying they're making 1,200 pounds of dry ice an hour to these shipments. So they're on the ball. People worry about the distribution of this vaccine, how we're going to get it there. Well, you know what? We're going to get it there. Drivers are going to get it there. We've always done it. You know, we've done Christmas. We've done every holiday you can imagine. We did just fine. We're going to do fine with this, too. We're going to take care of our people. And hopefully there's no, you know, people won't have a bad reaction to it. Some, some people may. You know, when you're giving out billions of people this thing. And hopefully the... We'll get past this and we'll get back to whatever normal is. I'm not sure what normal is at this point. All I know is I miss being able to go out and do things and car shows and truck shows and things like that. And I didn't realize what a luxury it was until I couldn't. So I'm one of the lucky ones. I kept working. I was able to go out. I was able to see the world. A lot of people can't. They're stuck at home. I continued to work. A lot of people didn't. So... I know it's driving people crazy, but we were almost through this. We're almost through this. So let's get through it together. Let's, let's worry about Christmas. You know, if you're having people over, you know, if you're not feeling well, don't go. Just don't go. If you're not feeling well, just bite the bullet and stay home. You can do it. Don't get the rest of the family sick. This is not the time. That being said, that's all I got. I'm going to step off my soapbox. You guys stay out of trouble. Keep it cool. Have a beautiful holiday. All right. This is the Kingfish. And I'm out.